My name is Erskine Bell, the host of the Black Self-Sabotage Trap podcast. This podcast takes an honest look at why so many Black Americans continue to lag behind all other groups in so many areas. Is this a byproduct of racism? Or is it largely due to the influence of Black culture? Black self-sabotage. Education is our passport to the future. For tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today. Malcolm X. Today's show is about what should be our number one priority. Education. Listen and let's start a revolution. Just for the sake of our discussion today, I'm going to put people into two groups. Let me tell you first about group one. In an article that I found from Media Post, it stated, the rise of affluent households has helped boost African-American buying power. Between 2005 and 2014, the number of African-American households with an income of 100000 or more jumped 83% from $1.1 million to around $2 million. Likewise, the number of black households with incomes ranging between 75000 and 100000 increased by 25%. Now, let me break down this group one a little bit more. 16.2% earn between 50 and 75,000. 8.6% earn between 75,000 and 100,000. And 10.4% earn more than 100,000. The other group, for the sake of discussion today, let's call this group Group 2. Group 2 in the black community is the group that get all of the media attention. This is the group that most news networks interview and discuss issues with. When people think of black Americans, most of the time, they only think of group two. Now, who is group two? In this article I read, I think it sums it up great on what I'm going to talk about for group two. It stated, in 2019, the share of blacks in poverty was 1.8 times greater than their share among the general population. Blacks represent 13.2% of the total population in the United States, but 23.8% of the poverty population. That 23.8% is what I'm calling Group 2. Now, keep in mind that poverty level is $31,661 annually, which breaks down to about $15.22 per hour. Don't misunderstand. There are some very good people in this group, but today I'm just looking at the characteristics of this group as a whole. Referring to this group, McKenzie did some research, and here was their findings. 
McKenzie's report highlighted that blacks are overrepresented in low-wage vocations, often without benefits and few chances for moving up the ladder. For example, more than 35% of all nursing assistants are black, earning a median wage of $23,000. But many are hired as independent contractors without employee benefits. In addition, about one-third of all security guards and school bus drivers are black, earning median wages of $26,000 and $26,500, respectively, but with very few pathways for career advancement. More worryingly, many of the low-paying types of jobs held by blacks, including cashiers, janitors, cooks, and retail salespeople, could be disrupted by automation and digital tech and advancement in the next few years. McKenzie estimates about 6.7 million black workers, or 42% of the black labor force, now hold jobs that could be subject to disruption by 2030. These people will quickly need to learn new skills. Now, if you compare Group 1 and Group 2, At a high level, this is what you will find. Group 1, the higher income group, they were married with children. On average, they had their children after the age 25, and they were college educated on average. Group 2, the ones that were at the poverty level or below, they were unmarried with children on average before the age of 25, and they were not college-educated. Now, make special note, though, that when you compare Group 1 to other groups, to Asians and white Americans, Group 1 compares very favorably. This is the group that were married with children, children after the age 25, college-educated. And when you compare these two groups, you will discover that the numbers almost line up in terms of what people make from an income perspective. You must understand that often when you compare black household numbers, they are skewed because so many black households are headed by a single parent. So you're always comparing a black household with one person to another group's household always with two. But when you look at group one, where all the factors are the same, you will discover that economically they make about the same amount of money. I realize that the issue of poverty is more complex than that. But for the sake of today's discussion, I'll focus on this one factor, education. Now, how important is education to learning? In this January's Bureau of Labor Statistics, they published the following. By educational attainment, full-time workers aged 25 and over without a high school diploma had a median weekly earning of $651 compared to $831 for high school graduates, no college, and $1,467 roughly $76,000 a year if you were to annualize that, for those holding at least a bachelor's degree 
and among college graduates with advanced degrees, master's, professional, and doctoral degrees, the highest earning 10% of male workers made $4,317 or more per week, compared with $2,922 or more for their female counterparts. I know some of you have zeroed in on that men make more money than women for doing the same job. Yeah, that's a problem, but we won't talk about that today. Now, in our community, we have a lot of priorities. We have a lot of things that occupy our attention. Colin Kaepernick's protest for racial justice. We have the Black Lives Matter movement. We have another movement of renaming military bases that were named after Confederate generals. I was just reading a couple of articles last week about something called racial hair discrimination. Now, I'm sure all those things have some degree of importance. However, I think we need to make education the top priority. It is the key for elevating the bottom 23% to join the middle class. It is the key to solving our crime problem. It is the key to most of the issues that we face today. We need a cultural revolution around education, spending our money and time on what is most important. We need to own this. I know money is always tight, but our children don't need $200 sneakers. They don't need the latest iPhone. We spend $8 billion annually on hair from China and India to make hairstyles that we call African. Too much of our money is spent on luxury items, design of purses, design of clothes. And in our community, those in group two, at or below the poverty level, spend a higher percentage of their income on these things than group one. Now, I know there are issues and problems surrounding education. Some schools need better funding. Some schools have better teachers than others. All these things are true. These are what I call external factors. But then there is the other part, the part that you control, the part that I control at home. What value have we put on education? What's your action plan? One year when kids got out for the summer, we gave them a series of workbooks, series of materials that they were to complete across the summer. And when they came back to school, they had to write down what time they spent on the various activities. And when we summarize the information, here's what we found. Watching TV, 18%. Online, a chatting on the phone, a playing games, 62%. At the beauty shop or at the barber shop, 5%. Hanging out with friends at the mall and other places, 
12%. The homework assignments that we had given, 3%. Now, that was not sort of what we expected from children that would be unsupervised. However, when we discussed the results with the parents, some of the parents let us know that the kids needed a break from school. Now, these children were not reading at grade level, nor were their math skills on par. Do you think the Chinese approach to education would work for our children? I read this article in the the New York Times. China's strict limit on how long minors can play online games or be online just got stricter. Chinese children and teenagers are barred from online gaming on school days and limited to one hour a day on the weekend and holiday evenings under government rules issued Monday. Do you think this approach would help us? Do you think it would help our children if we took away the phone, took away the TV and other stuff during the week? Do you think this would help us to close the gap if we made education a priority? Let me know what you think. Go out to our website, blackselfsabotagetrap.com forward slash contact. Leave a message because in coming weeks, we're going to have a few educators on the show that is going to do a deep dive into this issue. I remember when... I was growing up. I remember I fell at school one day and I dislocated my wrist. Now, I am naturally left-handed. So I dislocated my left wrist so I could not write. I had gotten behind on a few of my papers. We had had some tests at school that I was not able to complete on time. Now, I grew up on a farm in the Mississippi Delta near Greenwood, Mississippi, the one-time cotton capital of the world. And one day after my dad had learned of this because the school sent a note home to say that I was not doing well, he asked me to meet him at the end of the field. He was a farmer, and I would walk with him on the way back to the house And as we were walking, my dad suddenly stopped and he looked out across the field. And whenever my dad wanted to tell me something that he thought was very important, he would say, boy, do you see me? He continued, I was born not very far from here in 1935. And my dad was born in 1900. And my granddad was born 1862. He was born a slave. And I'm sure this property that we have might be the very property that his dad and mom worked as slaves. And all that I have is what my dad fought for and that I've worked to keep. This is my whole world. As you can see, I have not gone very far. I worked sign up 
to sundown. Just to put food on the table and to keep a roof over your head. But son, you have an opportunity to go further than what I have done. If you work hard and if you study, your world will not be here. It will be out yonder somewhere. Now, don't get me wrong. Because of that mouth of yours, you will always have to fight for what you get. But you won't be using your hands and your back like me. You'll be using your mind. So, boy, just because you broke your wrist, that's no excuse for not getting the job done. Life is always going to be hard. So you figure out a way to do it. In the words of Malcolm X, without education, you're not going to go anywhere in this world. Harriet Tubman said, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember, we are the masters of our own destinies. If you enjoyed the episode today and would like to be made aware when new episodes are posted, please subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlackSelfSabotageTrap.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your comments about our show by using the website contact page to send us an email or clicking on the microphone icon to send us a voice message. Cheers. <laughs>